What's going on, Wolves? It's Lotus Saloba here with the second episode in season three of Matcha Moments for the Creative Mind. And this episode is all about mothering yourself. Uh, these are for my wolves out there who have struggled through Mother's Day. That was just this past Sunday. And uh, to share more of my journey with my mother and what I've had to go through um, and grow through to become a better woman and a better person in my other relationships. So before we get into that, I want to talk about matcha because matcha is life. Quick announcement. I am doing matcha dates in New York City still. So if you want to go on a matcha date with me, slide into them DMs. Let a sister know. We can meet up. I can take you to a dope matcha shop so you can get that firsthand experience. I do want to thank all the wolves out there who have been drinking matcha faithfully. Even though you guys are like, it tastes terrible. I can assure you it's just in the way that it's being made. It, there is a technique. There is this this finesse to it. And once you're able to learn it, your entire experience with matcha will be forever changed because you guys are sticking to it because you guys see the benefits. And I am so happy to hear that. But I want you guys to also taste it where it's really good. So like hit me up about that. Uh, okay? Because I don't want you guys suffering for health. That's just... Especially when it tastes good. Like, hit, hit me up, all right? Slide on DMs. At Lobaland, at Lotus Aloba on Instagram, okay? What I did want to talk about is how I've been able to mother myself with cannabis. Um, I've been, I think we spoke about my love for cannabis has been off and on for two years. It really uh, started heavy my 28th birthday in October. This past October, going to Las Vegas, and I met my partner's friend, and he is like a cannabis connoisseur, was breaking down just all these medicinal and spiritual benefits of 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 cannabis, staying away from saying marijuana. We'll talk about that another time. And um, I just was like, oh, wow, this is incredible. I love this. And then when I went to L.A. this past April, I was like, oh, my God, this plant is freaking phenomenal. I need it in my life. So I've been utilizing... Um, cannabis either through smoke edible or oil at this moment so i've been using hemp hemp seed oil which is still from the plant doesn't have the thc effect to it though to just kind of help bring my body into homeostasis but because i've been experiencing a lot more anxiety than i like to experience around this time frame because mother's day was coming up um I started to use it a bit more and it was very, very helpful for me and just like being able to clear my thoughts and to like focus and show up for myself on an emotional level um, while still being able to show up uh, for all the other ventures that I am involved in and not just kind of falling apart because this time of year is very difficult for me um, for one of two reasons, but we'll get into that in a second. I did want to let you know that... When I do use cannabis, it does connect me back to my universal truth that I am one with nature. It makes me way more conscious and aware of the dynamic of nature and how it can really heal me and how I need to do my best to protect it. You know what I mean? And be okay with that. And be more vocal with that, excuse me, because I realize that, yes, I'm a very conscious person. I like to recycle, you know, I don't throw my garbage everywhere, you know, I'm, I'm using less water. I try to be as conscious um, as possible, but I realize I can be more vocal about it and share more of the ways in which I do so. And whenever I'm, you know, experiencing cannabis and 
nature or just nature in general like you hear the birds chirping outside even like the sky the trees I just it all just starts to make sense for me and it's exactly what I need during these moments of like anxiety uh also a little fun fact before we get into today's topic did you know that THC comes from the female hemp plant And that CBD comes from breeding the male plants. I thought that was just so cool. I ended up going to Hemp Garden in uh, Manhattan with Gary, uh, who's my partner, if y'all don't know. And um, we just learned a lot of fun stuff about the plant and the flower. And it just made me fall more in love with it. So, there's a little fun fact today. But yes, I encourage you, if it's safe for you, obviously explore at your own will. Um, But I know that my exploration with cannabis and me strengthening that relationship with it has helped me so very much. And I do believe that you should be using cannabis intentionally, mindfully. Um, There should be a sense of awareness. If you're using it to numb yourself, like there are other ways to do that, um, to heal whatever pain or ailment you're experiencing where you don't have to numb yourself. I do just want to put that out there because, yes, as a cannabis activist and advocate, I do want us to be able to use it because, honestly, the medicinal and spiritual benefits are incredible and so healing, especially for the black community. Yet, at the same time, I want to make sure that we're not abusing it um, because it's cool or because of the psychoaffective benefits that we receive from it that, don't, that kind of block us from dealing with the shit we need to deal with in our lives. So, like, make sure you're using it in a medicinal, uh, spiritual, and aware type of way, okay? Um, real talk. Not all of us have fantastic relationships with our mothers. I am one of those wolves. And I realized how much I don't talk about my relationship with my mom because it is very hard to talk about. It's very hard to explain. Um and I was teetering with wanting to do this episode simply because of the strain in our relationship, but I've decided to go ahead and do it simply because I know that there are wolves out here who have similar experiences, and I don't want you to think that you're the only person that has a strained relationship with, with your parents. Um, I definitely have one with my mother, though she's a phenomenal human being, and I love her. She cannot be... Um, we can't be around each other all the time. There's a lot of distance, um, a lot of firm boundaries in our relationship. Because when I was younger, I didn't have any boundaries because I figured in what you're fed all the time in media and things like that, that your mom is your safe haven, your mom is your safe space. And as I've gotten older, I realized that that's not the case for me, Um, not all the time at least. And I have to remember that for my own sanity, for my own well-being. And... um, what it's allowed me to do is just become more aware of myself. And a book that really helped me was Woman Who Run With Wolves. She has a whole part of the book where she breaks down the different archetypes of mothers. And I found my archetype of my mom. And I was like, okay, now I understand why you are the way that you are. And how your behaviors have shaped me as a woman. And there's a silver lining to everything. So I have dealt with physical, emotional, verbal, <sighs> mental abuse in the past with my mom. And um, as I've gotten older, I just realized it's just she could not cope with the things she was going through in her life. And she didn't have that luxury to. I like to believe that we're that generation where we have all these safe spaces popping up, right? Um, With the inclusion of Loba Land, 
Um, and even with vibe sessions where like black women can come and be like, this is what the fuck is going on in my life. And, you know, I'm falling apart and be held by their sisters in a safe space. I don't know if my mother had that luxury to do so. Um, given her life and what she's had to live, she just didn't have that luxury. So I'm aware of that. It doesn't make an excuse for her behavior towards me and I don't allow it to, but it does give me awareness as to like, oh, this is why you're behaving the way that you're behaving. Not because you don't love me, but because in this moment you were just having a really hard time with life itself. And it's just spilling out everywhere because you don't know how to handle it. You know what I mean? Like, my mother knows that I love her unconditionally. So I felt that as I got older, a lot of times when she would be, like, really mean and callous towards me, it was because she knew that I would always love her. And it was a really weird, unhealthy dynamic. Um, but it was one that I need to become aware of, you know, so that I understood what the what was happening why like I couldn't understand it because I had a I had a best friend who her and her mom were like BFFs you know they were hanging out all the time telling each other secrets like just like really good friends but also a mother and daughter situation and then I had my relationship with my mother and I was just so confused and for a long time I felt that I was the only person having this strange relationship um I've grown to attract a lot more women in my life that have expressed to me that they've had very similar relationships with their mothers and have allowed me to like just talk about it in a safe space. So I wanted to do that with this episode. It's just if you had a hard time this past Mother's Day or if you have a strain with your mother, you do not have to force out the good parts of it. You can embrace all of it because all of it is there for you to to learn and grow from. And what it's allowed me to do is to learn how to mother myself. There is a divine energy in all of us. There's a divine mother and father figure, if you will. Um, within all of us and we can learn how to tap into that feeling so that we can begin to love and nurture ourselves and not depend on our parents to do so because one thing that we forget is that especially for our moms like our moms are women right especially if you have a, a mom of color or a black mom like imagine what she's gone through just my mother's a baby boomer so she was alive when MLK Jr. was shot growing through the Black Panther movement growing through all of that on just that level of her race, then as her gender, then as her, you know, her mother got sick when she was 12, and then as in having me, and then getting married. She had all these different titles. She didn't know who the hell she was. And then as I got older and I started to identify myself, I think that there was this triggering moment where it was just kind of like, well, how is this child able to do this and I'm not able to do this for myself? And um, I had to begin to mother myself to give her space in being able to figure that shit out for herself. Um, and in a lot of times to lead by example on like what it is that I needed from her as a mom and, and, and to be able to know if she was able to give it to me or not and not be upset when she wasn't. Sometimes I still get upset, you know? Sometimes I'm just kind of like, I don't understand why you just can't do this for me. But I have to also understand that she's a human being and she's in her own journey and her own experience. And the more that I become aware of that and align myself with that perspective, the healthier it is for me to be around her. The more prepared I am to deal with mood swings or to deal with just like certain things that she says and I'm just kind of like, okay, well, we're not going to say that to me. And being able to like, you know, assert myself and make sure that I'm still protecting me, even though we are like raised in a society where like our mom's supposed to be our greatest protector, right? This woman has carried you in her body for nine months, birthed you, um, has endured incredible pain for you to be here. And then it's supposed to protect you. 
And it was really hard growing up because I knew that that wasn't the case for me, that my mom wasn't a safe haven, unfortunately, because I don't think she just knew how to be one for me. Um, but again, there's a silver lining in everything. And I want to just encourage you, Wolf, if this is something you've experienced, something similar to you, you're not alone. Um, we are going to go over the CPR method and technique that you can use to start to connect to the mother within you. But before we do that, I do want to shout out Sophia Rowe and Sheila Marie. So Sophia Rowe is an amazing chef, a wellness enthusiast. She's incredible. And um, she's also a fellow Scorpio and Brazilian. So, hey, she did an open letter to her mother last year. And um, I probably will share it on my Instagram stories. It was beautiful. And she was just honest about the relationship that they had. And that, though you are my mother and I love you, I cannot be around you because it's unsafe and it's unhealthy. And I'm wishing you the best. But I know that this is a boundary that I need to have in my life. And it resonated so much for me. And the same thing with Sheila Marie. She's the owner of Curvy, Curly Curvy Conscious. Yeah right ccc and um she spoke about the same thing like i love my mom but we are at a distance because i cannot trust her to be safe around me or you know to acknowledge and hold space for me and my well-being so we have distance and i'm okay with that and i'm tired of people telling me that i need to you know have this relationship with my mom or i won't be able to find myself or i won't be a good woman and all these pressures that society and and our groups can put on us to like have a relationship when you don't understand what it is that we've gone through you know I remember when I was younger I would have to be so vocal about that to my family of like stop pressuring me into having this relationship with my mother because it's unsafe for me and they're like oh she's your mom like what are you talking about and I'm like it's unsafe you know luckily um, I had a grandmother figure who saw that and was able to hold space for me and, you know, help me in those moments and, and not pressure me to be around somebody that was hurting me, you know. And then as I got older, I was able to figure out how to do that. I did want a relationship with my mother. I think I had to come to terms with that I did want that. At one point in time, I didn't care if I had one or not. I was just like, look, long as you're alive and you're healthy, that's all I need to know because everything else I don't need to be a part of. And it wasn't until I became more of a woman and started realizing, like, oh, my mom is a woman and she's probably going through mad shit herself, too, that I was like, I want to try to have this relationship with you um, and to see if it's possible, because I am thinking about having children soon and I would like for them to get to know you, but I need to make sure that it's safe for them as well. And it can't be safe for them if it's not safe for me, you know? So um, it's a lot of shit that, that you just grow through um, as you get older. Uh, and it's a lot and it can be overwhelming because that's the one relationship where you're like, this person is going to have my back more than anybody else, more than my best friend, more than my boyfriend or my partner. Um, she's going to have my back. And then you find out in certain instances that she just doesn't or that she just cannot. And it is devastating and it is hard. But I appreciate women like Sophia Rowe and Sheila Marie for sharing that truth because they are influential. They are influencers. They have big followings. And I'm so happy that they just weren't like putting out a picture that they have of their mother and I'm smiling together and saying like my queen, you know, which is fantastic because if that is really what you have with your mother, like, yes, I love that. I love, 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 love that for you. But that is not always the case. And if it is possible for you to be a bit more aware and just to ask your friends and see, like, they may not have that same experience as you. And 
as much as we love to see love, sometimes it's hard to see. I know for me, I stayed off Instagram that day because all I saw were just posts about all these incredible women and how phenomenal they were. And I had this sense of longing and gratitude simultaneously. That was a lot for me to to handle, you know, Um, the longing of wishing that I would be able to do that. But I know that I I can't because it wouldn't feel authentic to the journey that I had and um, to the relationship that I have with my mother, but also to just being so happy to see that there are so many women in my life, whether on a intimate basis that I know them or just through following them, that they have these great relationships with their mom. And I'm just so happy that not everyone has that um, turmoil that I've experienced in my life. So it's it's a weird feeling um, that I go through every time this year. Um, and it's a lot. But there are a few things that I've come to know and I want to share them with you. And then I want to share some techniques to help you tap into that divine mother that's within you. And if you are a male listener, you can still tap into the divine mother energy within you. And I will give you um, a really easy way to do so. But one insight I want to share is that there is a mother figure in your life. It just may not be your mother. So when I really started to reflect, I realized that I had a lot of mother figures in my life. A lot of incredible women who loved me so much and were safe spaces for me and that I may not have even fully acknowledged and appreciated because I wanted it so badly for my mother but um shout out Miss Diana that's probably like the most prevalent one for me I have a lot of big sisters but Miss Diana is a mother and um she just held space for me and she knew my situation my mother and always loved me always gave me like that extra encouragement that I didn't get from my mom um just was always loving and soft with me and even thinking about how right now it's bringing tears to my eyes because I was able to attract that love into my life. So that's great. Um, so yeah, reflect and see if you have that because I'm pretty sure that you do and you just don't even realize it. It may even be like like Maya Angelou was a mother figure for me, right? I've never met Maya Angelou, unfortunately. But um, there would be times where I would just play her audiobooks to have that sense of like, you know, divine motherness around me. And I've learned so much from her and I've never met her. So Claire Huxtable, do you know what I'm saying? Like there are people, there is a woman in your life that is a mother figure to you if you have a strained relationship with your mom and look to her and that relationship and uh, grow appreciation and gratitude for it. Because a lot of times we don't because we're just so stuck on what we don't have with our biological, our birth mothers, you know? So there's one, there's, there's that, there's that insight I want to share with you. The other insight is that we pick our parents. I am a firm believer that we pick who we are born to. And I know that I picked my mother for a reason and that had she not been the woman she was towards me, um, I would not be the woman I am to myself, to my partner or to any of you. Um, she shaped me in the way that I needed, though didn't always like it because it was a very painful process. I have grown to find a silver lining and appreciation in how she chose to raise me um, and how she chose to show up as a mother. She is a phenomenal mother. The last thing I do want to say is, though my mother is not the traditional loving, happy, I'm your best friend mom, she is a good mother. And when she's able to show up for me, she does. And she does her best. And she does her best. And that's something that I really want us all to just remember about our parents or that they're human beings and that they really are doing their best. Even when we think that they could do better, 
we have to also keep in account their own traumas that they've experienced in their life and what they've gone through and what they've grown through and what they haven't grown through or or have grown through and that shapes them and that makes them who they are and that we have to as the conscious beings that we are if you found this podcast you are most likely very aware of yourself we have to begin to accept that for them and we can pray and wish and have intention for them to to heal and explore um but we also just have to be okay with where they're at the last insight is um Last insight kind of just slipped my mind, <laughs> and I don't think I wrote it down. But if it comes back to me, I'll definitely talk to you and and share it with you. But definitely, there's that divine mother within all of us. You do have that relationship with someone in your life. I can assure you of it. Um, yeah, have compassion towards your parents, even though it's fucking hard. And you're just kind of like, oh my goodness, what the hell? Uh, and the last insight, lead by example. I am a mother figure to my mother. And we are that generation that's healing generational wounds. And I am okay with that. I wasn't when I was a child because I was like, oh my fucking God, like I'm a kid. But as I got older and I became a woman, I was like, you know what? If I have to love myself healthy so that you can begin to just get a glimpse of what that looks like. Because you deserve that in your life. Despite who you've been towards me, we all deserve healthy love. Um, a healthy love of self and of others. Um, I've realized that I've become that mother figure. I've had to set boundaries. I've had to lead by example for my mom. And um, they're never too old to shift and grow. I don't believe that. My mom is about to be 60 next year or or this year. She's turning 60 soon. And um, she's always learning new things. And you have to have that hope that that's a possibility but you have to have it in a safe manner where you have these boundaries to protect yourself. Um, because a lot of times what I've come to realize with my relationship with my mother is that she really does love me. She just doesn't know how to love me in a healthy way. But I know she loves me. She doesn't always like me, which is cool because I don't always like her. But <laughs> she does love me. There's a fierce love that she has for me. I see it in a lot of things she does unconsciously the conscious things that she does when she chooses to say something very mean to me or just like some of the things that she does consciously that she chooses to do towards me is very hard for me to accept. I don't have to accept it. Um, And most times I don't. And I have to let her know, like, hey, you just can't do that. And if you do that, there's a consequence for that action. Like, if you choose to treat me this way, I will leave or I will create space. I will do what I need to do to protect myself. And that's just our relationship. And it's okay if that's something similar to what you have. And if you don't have that relationship at all, I'm so happy for you. And I just ask that you have compassion and are able to show empathy towards wolves out there that that don't have that luxury, that don't have that blessing that you have in having a healthy relationship with your mom. And um, just be there. Please don't encourage them to go and, and create a relationship with their mother if they are adamant about not doing so because they're doing so out of, a re- out of a reason. And it's most likely for their safety. 
So I do want to put that out there. There were plenty of times when I was younger that, you know, my family would force me to be around my mother, despite the fact that I spoke about how unsafe I felt or how uncomfortable it made me. And they were just like, you know, black Southern family was like, look, that's your mother at the end of the day. It doesn't matter what she says or what she does to you. And that's not true. It does matter. It does matter. And it's not okay because they are your mother. If they are hurting you in any way, shape, or form, no one is allowed to do that. Not even you to yourself. And if that is happening, I encourage you to take space. I encourage you to seek out safe spaces. I encourage you to put yourself first. I encourage you to get therapy. I encourage you to get Reiki healing. I encourage you to just find safeness in your life so that you can grow and not be stagnant in that pain that can come from having a damaged relationship with your mother. So let's get into the CPR. And one thing I want you to do is understand that we all have inner children. There are levels to us. I'm not going to get into all the levels right now, but I will talk about the level that we need to speak about um, in order for you guys to tap to that divine mother. So we have, we all have an inner child. We all have an inner baby girl and we all have an inner baby boy, depending on how you identify. And um, your inner child is your connectivity, your connection to joy, creativity, wonder. Um, it's the essence of you as your child like as a child in your childhood, all those memories, a lot of how we are and how we see the world and our perspective is formed in, in our childhood, not in our adulthood. So there is a meditation that you can do to connect back to your inner child and in doing so, begin to build that relationship with them and start to mother your inner child. So I know for me around Mother's Day, my inner baby girl is just in so much she's just in fear and I have to do a lot of meditating a lot of um being around people who love me um who show me healthy love uh to help soothe the pain because it is still a heartache it's still a pain that I feel even though I've come to terms with the relationship that I have my mother doesn't stop it from being painful uh, especially around Mother's Day so Yes, the first thing we're going to do is create a connection with your inner child. You can use a guided meditation. There are tons of them, by the way. Um, or you can use your favorite childhood activity connect back to connect back to your inner child. Um, the one meditation that I use, I have, I think I have an episode on my Instagram TV talking about my inner baby girl. So I will also post that in the stories throughout this week to remind you guys to check it out. But um, it's a really easy med- guided meditation. And if you guys want me to put that out formally, let me know in the comments, DM me, let me know so that I can put that together. But uh, essentially you close your eyes, you focus on an image of you as a child. Whether you have one, whether you don't, or just of that of an inner child, right? So for me, I have a picture of myself as a child that I remember very vividly. It's my first day of school, and I remember everything. And that is who I think of when I do this meditation. And I place my hand on my heart. I look to her, and I create that connection. And um, normally, on a good day, she's like in my childhood front yard. And she's playing with these butterflies. She's living her best life, right? Just out here flourishing. And then times around like Mother's Day are very traumatic moments throughout the year for me. She is like 
you know, in a corner, she's crying, and I go to her, you know, sometimes I hug her, sometimes we talk, sometimes I try to get her to play, or I just ask her, like, hey, what's going on, you know, like, how are you, um, and she talks to me, and it's something that I've been able to develop over years, okay, so I don't want you to try this, and you're like, I don't get it, it's not working, like, it takes time, a lot of us have not spoken to our inner child ever, if not recently, you know, um, but, that is how you create that connection into receiving and understanding the divine mother within. The next thing I want you to do is praise to heal the pain. So once you witness your inner child, you say loving, praiseful words to them, okay? Like, this is your time to be the parent that you've always wanted to have, right? So now you have this little child in front of you. And you get to speak words of encouragement over them, especially if you see that your inner baby girl, your inner baby boy is in turmoil, like, oh, I love you so much. Oh, you are so talented. Oh, you are the sweetest. Oh, wow. You're so creative. Whatever it is that you felt that you needed as a child, speak that over yourself. That is how you start to strengthen that relationship with your divine mother right and start to heal these wounds because remember when you're healing generational wounds you're healing these wounds that you're experiencing now you're healing generational wounds wounds that are affecting your mother that are affecting your grandmother and so on and so forth and you can still heal them whether they're here physically or not is irrelevant to the fact that they that pain still lives within you and you can heal that pain And the best way to do that is through praise, finding a sense of gratitude and joy for your inner child and being that parent that you've always wanted for your for yourself to yourself is a very empowering thing to do. The last thing is recover through forgiveness. Take a walk, move your body and um, focus on forgiveness. I want you guys to be in motion while you do this because it might cause a lot of grief for you and and grief can cause us to stay very still and tense and cause a lot more struggle in this healing process than we need to. So move your body, do something like walk around, maybe you want to stretch, maybe you want to sway or dance a little bit and just think about forgiveness, forgiveness of yourself for neglecting your inner child for so long or forgiveness of the expectations you had on your parent, forgiveness towards your parent for what they've done to you um, or what you've had to experience with them, forgiveness to yourself for what you've done to your parent because there are plenty of times I did not like myself for how I behaved towards my mother and I did so out of the, the need to protect myself from her and it made me not like myself and at one point in time hate myself because I just didn't want to be that person and I hated the fact that she was always able to like be that trigger to make me this ugly person that I did not like. And I had to practice a lot of self-forgiveness um, more than I had to do forgiveness for her. And um, a really great prayer, it's a Polynesian prayer called the whole Oponopono prayer. There's tons of videos on it. Um, but I'm going to give you guys the four sentences. It's very simple. You can just say these four sentences three times in the morning, three times at night, and it does a lot of energetic clearing for you. Um, you can say so unconsciously or with intention. It's up to you. But the four lines are, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. And that can just be just like that. You could be saying, I'm sorry, mom. Please forgive me, mom. Thank you, mom. I love you, mom. Or I'm sorry, self. Please forgive me, self. I 
uh, thank you self. I love you self. I'm sorry, God. Like you can literally add whoever you need to at the end, but it allows you to practice forgiveness in a structured way. So you don't get carried away by the emotions of grief and dismay that can come up. Um, when practicing forgiveness, because forgiveness is a practice. It's not, I forgive you and then you move on with your life. It is a continuous practice. Anytime that the feeling comes up for you again, you have to practice it again. Okay. So I want you guys doing those three things, connecting, creating connection to your inner child, praise, praising the heal the pain. That's becoming that parent you've always wanted to have in your life. And then recovering through forgiveness is really going to allow you to have that connection to the Divine Mother and allow you to heal those wounds and to start to let more light and joy into your life, okay? We may not have been able to shield ourselves from the hurt and pain of our parents, but that doesn't mean that we can't heal the wounds in a conscious and loving way, okay? So that's from me to you. This week's matcha mantra is for you and your inner child, okay? And it is, I see you, I will protect you, and I will always love you. Let that be that message that you carry with you this week, okay? I love you, wolves. Thank you for allowing me to share my story with you. Let me know in the comments below. Um, if you've had a similar experience, if you haven't had a similar experience, that's fine as well. Um, just send a loving note to the other wolves in the comments that may be experiencing this. And let me know how this Mother's Day was for you. Was it hard? Was it amazing? Like, let me know. I really do want to know. I do want to share in your joy. And I also want to hold space for your pain. Uh, use hashtag Lobaland to circulate this episode, please. We are on our way to making this a number one wellness podcast. I see it, therefore it is. I love you, love you, love you so, so much. And if you have not checked out episode one of season three, go and do that now, okay? All right. Love you. Bye, wolves.